הרי מקשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתיים של דורנו. ולכל הצדיקים האמיתיים שוכני עפר קדוש עם השבע ארצם אבישחד רבנו הקדוש. צדיק יסוד עולם נחנו מלכוך חוכמה רבנו נחמנו מפגי נא נח נחמן נחמנו מאומן זכו אותם תגלנו וריסל אמן. So בעזרת השם, today we're gonna finish off Torah י"ט, very special Torah. I'm gonna start off where it says השמטות השייכים לתורה הזאת, which means basically the excerpts that are applicable to this lesson. So now Rabenu is going to add certain things here that are applicable to what we just learned, things that weren't necessarily mentioned in what we had just learned previously. We're going to see awesome connections. So let's get into it. Uven lomed basefer, yishomoya mpiachacham yeshchiluk gadol beyoter. And between the one who studies inside the book and the one who's listening to the mouth of the sage, this wise person, there's a great difference between these two people. As we were talking about earlier, at the beginning of the lesson, to come to understand um, that the world wonders basically, why is it that a person needs to come visit the, the tzaddik personally and not just study from his books or listen to the mouth of his student? And we talked about this idea um, that you receive the fear of Hashem from the tzaddik. The tzaddik receives directly from the, mouth of, from, directly from the speech of God. And um, etc., etc., all these things that we mentioned above. But now, um, let's see how Rabbeinu ties this into the lesson. So now he's going to explain why. What's the difference between one who studies the book of a tzaddik, but one who comes to listen to the voice of the tzaddik or the sage, or from the mouth directly? Because the book is only a memory. Write this as a reminder in the book. Basically, the book is meant for a reminder. And where does memory exist? Memory exists within the strength of the imagination. That's where memory exists. It's within the imagination. Because even an animal also has memory. Like we see, that this animal remembers in the place where it was bitten by a dog, and it's actually afraid to stay there, so it runs away from that place. So it remembers certain things. This is why the sages say, It says in Gemara Gitin, that those things which were said orally, one has no permission to write them, um, to write them on a manuscript, to write them manually. Meaning that which stays orally must stay orally. And there is much more to this than meets the eye, basically. Um... Because the truth is that this verse, the verse that we just mentioned above, basically write this as a reminder in the book, that basically memory exists within the Sefer, the book. This is said about the Torah, the written Torah, that a person must specifically write it. All this I heard from his holy mouth at the time that I wrote down this lesson. This is Rabbi Nathan saying this in parentheses. All this I heard at the time when Rabbeinu gave this lesson. And Rabbeinu did not explain this clearly um, at the time. He didn't expand upon this. So we see here this idea of um, that the, mem- the book is just a memory. Um, but this idea that said orally cannot be written down. Um, and there's obviously a great difference between that which one hears directly from the mouth of something or that which is written. And this is a secret as to what the sages say in Sanhedrin. Adam Arishon was 
Mashuch be'orlato haya. He was disguised. He disguised basically his circumcision. Um, whatever that means, it seems that he had kind of hid it. Adam Rishon belashon aramit siper ve'avim meod. So it's in the Gemara, the Gemara this idea that Adam disguised his circumcision, and Adam Rishon also spoke in Aramit, in Aramaic. And Rabbeinu says, understand this very well, the connection between these two in Yanim, because we talked about earlier, the idea of one keeping the Brit, and then one protecting this idea of Lashon Targum, so that the Klipot cannot attach onto it, and use Targum in order to to attach onto the holy Lashon HaKodesh, etc., etc. That basically Lashon HaKodesh and Shmirat Brit are one idea, as we talked about. Because through, or by means, of the Aramaic language, which is the language called Tagum, what happens? The foreskin is able to nurture and draw strength to it. And what's the foreskin? It's the all-encompassing evil. What is it able to do? It's able to draw and to nurture from this this holy language that we talked about earlier. This idea of the foreskin, this Orla, Represents the evil, the seventy nation, seventy languages, which tries to use the foreskin, which tries to use um, Aramit, the Aramaic language, in order to trap on to the Lashon Hakodesh. And what's Lashon Hakodesh? Brit Kodesh, the Holy Covenant. Canal, as we mentioned above, again, Shemitlev, look um, over there very well. So this is why Adam disguised circumcision, and Adam spoke Aramaic. The connection between between these two ideas. Because what does Rabbeinu say? He says like this, the essential blemishing of the covenant, which is the all-encompassing evil that we talked about above, as Rabbeinu writes in Sihot Aran also, he also says this idea that the main reason why a person comes to this world is to refine himself within this test of sexual immorality. And if a person does refine himself, happy is he for basically... Justified why God has created him. And what happens when, what's the main essence of blemishing the Brit, Rabbeinu says, which is this all encompassing evil? And what is this all encompassing evil, blemishing the Brit? It all represents the languages of the other nations, the 70 nations. But where do they nurture from? They, res- they nurture from this language of Aramaic, which is this klipa, this force of Noga, which is half evil, half good, depending on how you use it. Basically, as we talked about, this middle bridge between holiness and evil. That through Noga, Klipat Noga, which is Tagum, all the seventy nation, the seventy evil languages, basically, which is Begam Abrit, blemishing the covenant, tries to uh, nurture from the holiness of the Brit, which is Lashon Hakodesh, basically. Mibrit Kodesh Kana, the the holy covenant. Because the main skill. The main test, and free choice in this world, exists within the place called Noga. Why? Noga represents Tagum. Because why? Noga is called the skill. Why is it a skill? Because on one side you have this, this good, and on one side it's called this bad. You have this bad. What is Noga we talked about earlier? It's Hadat Tovara. It's the tree of knowledge of good and bad, meaning there's both of them inside it. And depending on how one uses it, towards holiness or towards evil, he can make a, a tremendous effect in the upper world and the lower world, etc., etc. And this is what it says, Adam Arishon Mashur Be'olato Haya. This is why it says Adam disguises circumcision. Adam Arishon Be'olato Haya. Adam Arishon also spoke the language of Aramaic. 
because they are both dependent upon each other, these two ideas. Because the essential blemishing of the covenant, which is what? Disguised in circumcision, as we talked about. Is drawn through what? Aramit, Aramaic. How does one blemish the breed wherever the evil forces try to trap onto Aramaic? Which is Tagum. Whenever one doesn't elevate the good within Tagum to Lashon HaKodesh, as we talked about above, Kanan. So when a person doesn't bring and attach Lashon Tagum to Lashon HaKodesh, then what happens is there's an idea of Pikam Abrit, unfortunately. So we just explain one idea. Now Rabbeinu goes on to another Inyan. He does his word, to listen to the voice of his word. As we talked about above, that the tzaddik builds the speech, as we talked about. When comes from above, it's still missing rectification. Why? Because even though Lashon HaKodesh is this perfection, it's not called Lashon HaKodesh unless Targum, the good within Targum, is elevated up to Lashon HaKodesh. Bezehu Sod Kavanat Milah, Rabbeinu explains this is the secret intention of circumcision. The heretics ask upon this mitvah milah, How is it possible that God could create something that's lacking rectification? Meaning, why do we need to fix the, the covenant if God is perfect, why not create it perfect? But the main reason is for this, what we just mentioned, meaning that what we just talked about above, meaning Lashon HaKodesh, which represents the rectification of the breed, which comes from above. It's still lacking rectification. The main rectification comes from below, not from above, but below. Within this world, through the fact that we elevate the good within the language of Aramaic and we perfect Lashon HaKodesh. This is the perfection. As Rabbeinu speaks about in many different places, this idea and also in Torah Zayin of uh I believe, Likute Mo'aran Tinyana, speaks about this idea that the main essence is that one draws his dot and doesn't stay up there only, but he comes down here and he's able to draw down dot into the world, etc., etc. It's this idea of combining the up and the low. Meaning the up, the that which is holy has perfection through that which comes through this lowliness of this world. Meaning the perfection of Lashon HaKodesh is specifically through Tagum. Because the essential rectification of all matters is perfected down below in this world specifically. This is what is, is, this is what represents the aspect of the perfection of the Lashon Hakodesh through Targum. Because even though Lashon Hakodesh comes from way above, way up above from God Himself, it's still not perfect except by means of Targum, which is this tree of knowledge of good and evil. Meaning, when one purifies the good that exists within Targum, the good that is within the Etzadat. Through this specifically, the Tagum, one completes Lashon HaKodesh. And this is the aspect of what is brought over there in the Midrash, the answer to the question of these heretics that say, basically, 
Hanal um, As we talked about above, that they ask basically, how is it that God can lack rectification or create something that lacks completeness or rectification? What did the Midrash answer? Everything needs rectification. This plant called the Tomesin needs to be cooked. And the same is true of man. That man also needs rectification. Ayan Sham, look over there. Hanu Kanal. This is that we mentioned. What, what we mentioned above, that the entire reason why God created the world was for us, human beings. Why? Because we're men of free will. We are creatures of free will. That we get to choose. There's free choice. That how does one rectify everything? Through specifically purifying the good that is, exists within the etzadat. That through this one completes and rectifies all the matters in the world. And this is why one needs to rectify this rectification of the circumcision. And what is circumcision? It's rectifying the brit. Specifically in this world, one needs to accomplish this. That this represents the perfection of Lashon HaKodesh through this Aramaic language. The Lashon HaKodesh which comes from above, from heaven, from God Himself. Why? Because that which comes from above cannot receive perfection except by means of purifying the good that exists within Tagum. Meaning this Lashon HaKodesh, which comes from very high, can only be perfected through Tagum. And through that, through Tagum, Lashon HaKodesh is complete. Bezehu, and this is what it says, and this is an explanation of the Chashmal. Chashmal. These angels. Chashmal. What's Chashmal? It's a the words Chashmal. What is that? Bechinat Mila. This represents circumcision. Mila umal and or mal circumcised is the same numerical value as seventy mal which is the burning furnace basically of the seventy stars that we talked about above the seventy nations that how does one extinguish this burning furnace of of tavat this this burning of sexual desire which happens throughout all the seventy nations as is very clear today. How does one extinguish this idea? Through cutting off the nitbatel and nullifying. Uh, one extinguishes this and nullifies this burning furnace of the 70 stars, 70 nations, through mitvat milah, through circumcision, because circumcision is rectifying the covenant. And Rabbeinu says, look in the kavanot of the Arizal, and then you'll understand very well. It's Chaim Shachar Lamit Gimel. It's Chaim, gate 33, chapter 3, you'll see over there. Harabenu hides within his lesson all the covenant of the Ari with regard to Mila. And Rabenu also adds to elevate all the good within Tagum, how does one do that? Because this is the main perfection of Lashon HaKodesh, when one elevates the good within Tagum to Lashon HaKodesh. But how does one accomplish this? Through Tikun Ashkagot, rectifying errors. Meaning what? That one needs to rectify all the sins that he did by accident. Accidentally, they have in. And understand this very well. Look in Teilim Zain, Shigayon David. Teilim number seven, look at Shigayon David. And look at the Tagum also. And one who has a perfected Lashon HaKodesh, one knows how to interpret dreams 
of the sleep shepetar dema, which is this idea of targum, just like Yosef Kamvashama is brought over there. Kacharamot hem kifi hamachalim sheochel. Because how do what is where do dreams come from? According to the foods one eats. Kamvaz is brought down in Tikkun Ezor, Tikkun Gimel. Because in every single thing there's letters. As we mentioned, when one lies down and falls asleep, all those vapors from the food that he ate ascend up to the brain. And all those letters combine together within, the, within those foods. And those letters that exist within the food that rises to the mind because of the vapors. Um, then turns it into dreams. We find that when a person eats, if you were to eat a sp- the second spoonful before the first spoonful, his dream would be completely different. Because within every single thing, there's letters. And if you were to eat this, this spoonful first, the combination of letters within that second spoonful, which he's eating first now in this example, would create a different combination now. And then the dream that would appear to him would be different. And one who has perfected Lashon HaKodesh through this ascending of Lashon Tagum, which we just mentioned is one who rectifies the sins that are done by accident, unintentionally. Um, he knows all the letters that exist within each thing. This is why he's able to interpret dreams. And understand this very well how now Rabban was explaining very well this idea of interpreting dreams through this perfection of Lashon HaKodesh. As what we talked about above, that through the perfection of Lashon HaKodesh, one illuminates the letters together. Um, that exists within each and everything, and they shine, because through the shining of these letters, that exists within all these foods that this person is eating, and through the foods, these dreams appear, through this, the tzaddik, who is an aspect of Yosef, is able to interpret dreams, that happen during one sleep, as you mentioned above, and now, Rabbi Nathan, brings down the direct manuscript of Rabenu that Rabenu wrote in connection to this lesson. May he send your help from the whole from Mikodesh from holiness, etc. So now what did Rabenu interpret this as? We talked about this above. The great preciousness and value of Lashon HaKodesh is so awesome that through Lashon HaKodesh, one created the, the Hashem created the entire world. As the Chachamim say, to this you shall call woman, because from man she was taken, basically, etc., etc. Meaning, why is she called woman? Because this language is a play on words. Meaning, Isha comes from the word Ish, and from this we learn that the entire world was created with Lashon HaKodesh. Why? Because the woman represents Lashon HaKodesh. That through her, which is Lashon HaKodesh, this woman, which is the reference to Lashon HaKodesh, the world was created with Chava. And this is what it says about, and this is the aspect of Chava, the wife of Adam. Chava, Lashon Dibu, Chava, actually just means speech. As we know, 
It says, and night declares or calls out to night. Meaning this yechave, this declaring, which is this aspect of speech, is yechave, comes from the same word as chava, chava representing speech, which is lashon hakodesh, and this is why it says lazoti kareisha, to this you shall call her a woman. Because why speech is called zot. Lazot yikareisha. To zot, which is what speech, you shall call woman. Meaning woman is the aspect of speech. And why Because speech is called zot. And this is that which he spoke to them. Um, and this is that which their father spoke to them. And this that and this which they spoke, etc., etc. Meaning zot is a reference to dibur speech. So when it says to this you shall call woman lazot. Zot is a reference to Dibur, so Dibur is Isha. And through the holy tongue, God lifted us above all the other languages. This is the aspect of what it says. Play of words, but basically, language falls upon language. Which means what? That all the languages fall by means of the power of Lashon HaKodesh. And there's nothing, etc. Dot dot dot. Adkan matano. Meaning, Rabbeinu didn't finish off the the last idea that he had there, and the vn is um, left alone there. And then Rabbeinu and Rabbi Natan adds that we're going to skip to the next lesson in my bad in lesson twenty. Rabbeinu goes directly to the third chapter in Sifra Detniuta. We just did the first because the second one he explained. In Torah Bet of Likutim Oran, about the Brit, Tfilah, double-edged sword, etc., etc. There, Rabenu brings down the second chapter of Sifra de Tzniuta. And, um, and here, Rabenu is about to... And here, we're done with the lesson. Baruch Hashem. Now we're going to enter to the third chapter, next class, of Sifra de Tzniuta. These most awesome secrets of the Zohar. And how Rabenu brings down these most awesome practical applications as to how to come close to Hashem through these lessons. בעזרת השם, שנזכה לקיים את זה בתמימות.